and now I think it's like eight hundred million. Yeah, I think it's like two point two million. I'm not even kidding. I, I think I it, it's, it's insane. So they've built this entire like massive amount of buildings out there. It took away the frost building for my wife. So I got her the same painter to paint the frost building. So we've got oh, we've God. got dual paintings on either side of the office. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> right for sure man oh that's awesome um and what do you what do you think we'll hit most today we're gonna be talking about the hundred and four thousand uh followers on on tiktok for music or we're gonna dive more into the sales aspect you got so much value to throw down bro you know i don't know man um you know obviously sales is where i spent uh a, a mass time a massive amount of time uh but you know i've been a musician since 13 and by the way all of that growth like TikTok, youtube instagram all that stuff i only started that like a year ago um, so i i don't know i was just one day man i was just like i don't know it seems like people like when i talk uh so <laughs> yeah. let me see if let me see if people watch it on the interwebs on their phones uh and took off man uh it just went from there so whatever naturally comes man we'll we'll go into it Thirty thousand subscribers on youtube yeah uh, what's the secret to virality man uh, there is I, all I think right the welcome in to vision pros live with jackson callum i'm your show host we'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm so stoked to have Ryan Withrow on on set. Uh, I was going to see on stage, but obviously it's just me right now. Um, anyway, I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. And Ryan is a sales wizard. I will call him that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say that himself, I'm sure. But I think he is. And he goes about it ethically. And he's also a music icon. He's got 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, 104,000 on TikTok, teaching people how to, how to rock the guitar. Um, I need some help, by the way. That's not just an, just an emblem in the background. I do actually play that thing, um, but certainly not to Ryan's level. So I will be uh, binging his TikTok at some point uh, myself to, to dive in and learn some new cool things because I'm just a campfire guitarist. Um, that said... We're going to talk about these sponsors a little bit and the water project as we get ready to bring him on stage because these are entities that i know like trust love in fact i use cold click for our linkedin automation um and and when you have the opportunity to distribute your voice you need to take it as an entrepreneur because that's what's called the top of the funnel and i see so many entrepreneurs skipping that they're trying to force relationships not necessarily force but if you're approaching people one at a time and you've also got a responsibility to sell for your company or do something, then your natural tendency is going to be to push people to want to buy from you. Whereas if you're automating or you're advertising and you're attracting the masses, the right people will be attracted to whatever message you're putting out there. And hopefully you've fine tuned your messaging as well. This weekend, I had 39 people on Monday, uh, as of Monday, 39 people from Friday through Monday say they wanted to be on the show. Uh, that's a good feeling to be able to have that many people respond and and want to engage with what we're doing. And we had about 100 people, maybe more, that we connected with in addition to that who it's not the right time for. And that's okay, 
too. It's a numbers game, my friends. That's how you end up finding the right people to work with. I digress. Simply Fast Websites, second sponsor up here. This is a solution that I wish I had access to when I was launching my first websites because I could not find help from any developers or designers for 179 bucks. And so Shane Michael putting this out there, 179 bucks. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna include this in the show because there are options. You can find options on Fiverr and Upwork. I don't talk about those too often, but I, I highly recommend checking those out and getting a, a feel for what the opportunities are out there. Then there's Wix, Squarespace, and WordPress themes. You can learn how to do it all yourself, but your time has a cost to it as well. So I highly recommend seeing what he's up to, talking to him about what insights you can get, maybe considering bringing him in. I would have just paid him right away. and said, hey, 179 bucks? Great. Get my first website up. What information do you need from me? I'll submit it all. And I'm not moving a dime above it, but that's what I would have done for my first investment on websites. Whether he liked me or not for doing that, I mean, that that's up to Shane. But if you have an opportunity to, to move your needle forward and you're able to use your time in other capacities, then I'm, I'm usually like, hey, look, why would you waste your time? And, and not do that. We just dive in and, and take some bold action. So with that said, we've also got the water project, more bold action opportunities near and dear to my heart is the fact that there are millions of people who do not have access to this while I do. Um, and I don't allow myself to forget it. Um, I, I, I don't bury it. A lot of people said kind of heavy Jackson. That's, that's kind of that. Well, uh, I'm a nurturer. That's just my nature. Um, and I highly recommend um, if, if you're not going to get back to this, get back to something. And if you're not in a position to give back, then share it with people, please. Um, that's my request. There's these communities you get to learn about. It's one of my favorite. If you're watching on watching and not listening, I'm always pointing. I'm always pointing things on the screen, and I feel bad for the listeners because um, then they don't know what what I'm doing or, or why I'm talking the way I'm. Anyway, these communities you get to see the the community as it is. You get to see the training they go through and how they work to to help out with this process and sustain whether it's a borehole well or a sand dam. And then you get to see their their outcome and, and what how this affects the community. And you and I have then have the ability to meditate and imagine what type of effect is this going to have on this community over the next five years, 10 years, 15 years and beyond? What, what we'll do for their education, what we'll do for their economy, how much of an impact do we make by simply taking the time to share that or to give the one one dollar or the one million dollars that we have available to to support those individuals in the world. Uh, we can level this world up. Uh, $1 or one share at a time. Please join me in that. And if you have a, if you have a cause that you'd, you'd feel more comfortable giving to, or you're like, man, Jackson, like you should be talking about this. Just drop it, like drop it for us in the comments so that we can see it. And you're right. I might share it as well. Um, so without further ado, Ryan Withrow is, as I mentioned, a sales expert, a CEO, He's also an influencer in the music space, and we're going to be diving into his vision on both sides of that. One of my favorite things that was so easy to grasp from him in an interview, and keep in mind, I've interviewed hundreds and possibly over a thousand sales representatives. I shouldn't say possibly. In fact, it's it's over probably over 1,500 sales representatives. Um, and he's all about this transparent and ethical salesmanship. He's all about the experience that he wants people to have before, during, and after the sell. And that matters so much to me because you don't you don't typically 
um, sustained cells. If you're not looking at that, and I'm, I know I'm diving into his territory a little bit, but we're gonna be we're gonna be doubling down in this episode quite a bit. He's also got this super fun personality. I, I love the the beard image here with this this icon. Um, if, again, if you're not if you're not seeing this stuff because you're listening in, then you have an opportunity to join us over on YouTube um, after you hear the show. Um, but Ryan's got, as I mentioned, 104,000 followers. Ryan DXP at TikTok. Um, and you can see what he's doing over there to teach guitarists. And then, of course, he's got his podcast as well um, on YouTube. So without further ado, since we got the man live with me, I might as well take the time to dive in with him for the rest of this as much as I can. Ryan, welcome to Vision Pros Live, my friend. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I feel like I could just leave uh, after <laughs> after that intro. It was thorough enough. I, I think that's it. I think you've covered yeah, it you all. So could, it's you great know. to be here, man. It was great. I really enjoyed my time. So thank you. <laughs> uh, Mitch Hedberg, you know who that is. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you know who that of is. Course, he lays underneath his curtain with his microphone and never actually comes out on stage yeah. during one of his shows, right? Yeah, we, we yeah. The great like late Mitch Hedberg. Rest in peace. We love him. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No instant oatmeal today either. Um, so, who should be listening, Ryan, and why? Why should they listen to you? Like seriously, I, I know it's going to be fun to play with that, but. But what's what are they missing out on right now? Ah, man, that's you, you. You didn't even prepare me on this. I'm just going <laughs> nope. in. Uh, but that's okay. I'm into it. I mean, honestly, it. I've been so many places uh, that I'm just like I, I don't even. Who am I at this point? Um, but yeah, I think on the on the business side, uh, those who tend to really see value in, in what I do are really the sales industry leaders, but even owners, founders, CEOs. VP, so C-level folks who are really kind of like below that 50 million uh, area, which, you know, encapsulates a lot. It's it's a lot of us, um, but that's really my sweet spot. I would say coming in and really excelling at sales revenue growth uh, in, in multiple forms, initial conversion rate, and uh, making sure we capture the initial sale, but even further extension of lifetime value through sales people and sales channels and really you know, relationships and making sure that we're building relationships with our customers. So that's really where where my business savvy uh, comes into play is for those owners and CEOs and leaders that always think to themselves, like, I know we're missing something with what's already there to extend more revenue channels and have more profitability within the departments. Um, as for the other side, the, the influencing uh, stuff, I, again, I was telling you, I've only been doing this for a year. So I think anybody that has sat back and looked at people's channels grow, whether it's business or not, uh, anybody that's sat back and gone, how? Like, how did they do that? I think I, I'll be able to reveal really easily how there really was no how. Uh, and and it, was just, it was just ripping a Band-Aid and going for it. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man, that's awesome. And, and that is what's really special and cool is the people who are just getting started well now know that like you just did it this year too um you know mm -hmm. it's not like you did it 20 years ago um you know and i've, I've rode the wave since so nothing wrong with the principles people who've been successful for a long time follow but bill gates does not know what it's like to build a business from scratch right now no. and nor will he ever because of his level of influence um mm -hmm. so there's there's certain things i can learn from him but i also need mentors closer to me that are that are like you now you you did something interesting you said uh, a lot of people say I help business owners who are above X point. Um, you help business owners who are below the 50 million mark. And is this specifically 
e-commerce business owners or do you help in sales outside of the e-commerce space as well? It's good questions. Um, I mostly am known in the IM internet marketing and direct response area, including obviously e-commerce stuff. Um, but I really tend to gravitate towards other people as well. I, I had uh, for years, I was a go-to for franchisees, even in like the promotional products area. So physical location, physical brick and mortar, and making sure that they expand their customer base. So really, for me, two things I'll answer. Uh, one, I like to help anybody that needs to close a customer with a human being and extend that relationship and lifetime value. That's really the sweet spot. Why Why the reason for the 50 million and below? Man, I just choose who I really like to hang out with. Uh, and I really, for me, I want to sit down on meetings and I don't know. I want to I want to really feel like it's it's valuable for them, of course, but valuable for my time. And that doesn't just go into revenue. That doesn't just go into me making money. It goes into me thinking like right now I'm on this podcast instead of going out to lunch with my wife. Uh, it, it matters. Right. So for me, it, it really matters to be picky on who I work with. And I tend to find over the 50 million area, uh, there's a lot of bureaucracy, which is fine. That happens. And there's a lot mm -hmm. of corporatism that happens as well. Uh, and it's just, you know, I kind of just get lost in the mix. And I'd rather really be a part of that family and, and feel really well connected. And that seems to happen under that amount. I don't want to say it gets dry after that point. So I won't. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, what, what's your vision for those <laughs> for those that you serve? Um, you know what? You, and I, let's go to the result beyond the results, because you've already talked about extending the relationships. We heard that we heard about this lifetime value extension as well. Um, mm -hmm. Chris Whitehead was on today. I look forward to you guys meeting. Um, mm -hmm. If you haven't, have you already met? I know him. Haven't met him. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, I look forward to that. But result beyond the result, what's the vision for those that you serve? Yeah, that's deep. Uh, obviously, uh, revenue is the initial, right? Because that's a tangible, like, look, you're impacting the business. But it's always really about what it does outside of that for the owners and for the people that I, I'm training or helping or growing. Um, you know, there are times in my life where I have overseen 350, 450 sales reps, uh, at the end of the day. And to know that by them selling more, of course it helps the bottom line. It really helps us, but you know, down to the bottom level, it helps with their commission. Uh, it helps them serve their families better and feel like more of a blessing and being able to use, uh, what they're learning to earn, to support a family. Uh, I've seen people get married. I've seen people have children. I've seen all of these things that are a direct result of me making them more money or me making them more successful or growing them. And I think that's really it for me. Uh, at the end of the day, I love business. Business got me where I'm at. Uh, but business needs to have a stop in our lives as human beings. And we need to have other things to thrive in. And I would tend to say most of the time, bigger things to thrive in. Uh, to really just focus on this one short life we have to, uh, to really make sure that we use that properly and we're, we're happy with it. So I'd say the big vision is to better their life outside of work through the results that we deliver uh, in like the most wonderful ways for them individually. You know, you always have to ask, like, what do you want? What do you want in life? Like, where do you want to be? What yeah. do you want to do? And getting them those goals and seeing those actualized is really the thing. Man, that's that's awesome. Uh, 
you leave me speechless. I'm not supposed to be speechless, <laughs> brother. Um, not not okay. Um, all right. So so with that, um, now we're going to your result beyond the result. Same exact concept, ultimately doubling down on it. But what does that look like for you? So what is your vision for you? Yeah, I, it changes always, right? Uh, I think that's the entrepreneur way. I think you know <laughs> every time I sit down at the end of the year, I have I'm my musician. Goal. I have my goal planning sheet up there on the wall from last uh, session that we did last year. Uh, and every time I look at it, I'm like, well, that changed. That That's updated. That's changed. Let's strike that out. Uh, man, for me, I think ultimately I'm a very religious guy. Nobody has to be. I'm not one of those guys that's like, if you're not, then I'm upset. Uh, no, it's my thing. And, you know, I'm passionate about it. Uh, you can be passionate about your stuff, too. Um, but for me, you know, the things that are consistently in my daily prayers are uh, family support. That's really it. This, the whole reason I do everything is because I have a wife that was with me when I was horribly broke, horribly broke, uh, and actually covered all of the bills for six months while I had no job uh, way back in the day. And, you know, I, I know that she deserves the world for being that support system. So for me, it, it's all about making sure at the end of the day that when I lay my head on the pillow, I helped her and, and my friends attain their goals and get them to a better place. And I think it's a complete blessing in life to be like the conduit and be the person that is like, I have the blessing of delivering uh, certain things or, or, or certain life to somebody else. Uh, and that's the way I look at it. So I think everything I do, man, is honestly for family, for friends. Uh, including clients. Most, I'd say 99.9% .9 of my clients become really dear friends and uh, same yeah. for them. But yeah, that's really it. I really get my fulfillment out of being one of the reasons that people grow and people get what they're looking to get out of life. Wow. And those, those, uh, there's a lot of memes out there that, that argue with you, um, mm -hmm. on this concept. There's a lot of memes that, that are, you know, be fulfilled by finding yourself and, you know, do your own thing and do it your own way. And, and, you know, I don't know, but walk to the beat of your own drum, which I guess I kind of do. Um, but in, in essence, you're, we need a, we need a whole new set of memes a lot yeah. on these concepts. <laughs> and, of, and I, think, man, I mean, in that same thing, and we, we can, we can move on from here. I mean, what people don't often realize is that there can be total fulfillment by focusing on the fulfillment of others. And I think we, we forget that a lot, right? Some people yes. are fulfilled by that fulfillment and being like, I was the reason they are better than me. Like they, they did greater things than I'll ever do. And I was a part of that. So it's, it's forgotten often, but it shouldn't be for sure. Right. Definitely. Um, do you mind if I ask what, what, uh, you said you're very religious. Um, do you mind if I ask you about that in depth? Sure. Let's go. I'd love to. What what religion? So non-denominational Christian. Uh, I was I was raised Catholic, and I I tend to think no again nothing against Catholicism. If you find it there, awesome. That's good. Right. That's what we want. But uh, you know the majority of non-denominational Christians that I meet were raised Catholic. <laughs> so um, it's just it was one of those things I think where I was raised in in a household that uh, I didn't understand religion. Uh, because certain things didn't make sense. I, I would always read the Bible and I just, I couldn't connect the dots. I, I couldn't understand the religion with what I was reading. And so I, I didn't go to church for many years until I met one of my girlfriends when I was young, 
who played piano at a non-denominational Christian church. And I remember going there the first day and being like, oh, like I get this. Like, I feel it. Like, I understand what's mm. going on here. I can apply all these lessons to my life. And that was it, man. I've never looked back. I think I was like 15, 16. Uh, and uh, there hasn't been a day that's gone by without prayer, uh, without meditation in that. Uh, when most people are listening to, wow. you know, heavy metal music, uh, on the treadmill, I'm listening to the Bible. Uh, so it's a big part of my life. My entire leg is covered with religious tattoos, which you could argue is wrong. Uh, you know, sure. that's fine. That's all right. Yeah. I've got a pant of, I don't think anybody needs to find any more reasons to argue though. Right. <laughs> and we're good in that department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know, at the end of the day, whatever brings you again, back to that fulfillment, back to that, like completion, um, whatever that meaning is to you, like, that's what you pursue for me. It's that, uh, for other people, it's something totally different. As long as you pursue it and you really, really hone that in, uh, and find something in that, that's all that matters. I'm never going to be somebody that says this one way is the one way. Uh, it's this, this way for you is the one way. So, right, right. I like that. Um, and, and it gives me, it gives me a context of your base. And again, there's nothing wrong. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm totally happy with my agnostic and atheist friends. Sure. What I don't often have though, if, if I can't figure out what their core is, is a core understanding of, of how to respect where they come from, because I, sure. I don't know where they come from if they haven't defined it. Yeah. And so it's like, that it makes it a challenge. So knowing where you come from, where you're at with that and uh, being willing to talk about that openly with, with friends, family, and others, and, and learning to do so in a way that doesn't create World War 14 yeah. whatever we're on now. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's helpful. Um, and no, I, I didn't prepare you for these types of questions. We've got some big ones coming up. Um, so right. as far as um, worst business experience, you've been around the block. You've probably seen some things. What What would you say your worst business experience ever has been? Oh man. Uh, I always tell people I'm not old, but I'm older. Uh, so I'm like <laughs> how to think about it. So I've been in the world of like actual business operations probably since 18, 19. Um, so just kind of, what are you now? About, 23 or you just got uh, 37, really 37, 37, 37. Okay. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting up. The grays are there. They're just hidden in the man bun. Um, but yeah, for me, there've been a few, uh, there've been definitely a few. And I think, well, I'll have a major lesson at the end of this as well, but I'd say the top two for me, uh, was, you know, working with those who are taking on way too much, not thinking it through and really focusing on the revenue and the money earning, uh, initially. And that was a lesson I had to learn a long time ago, but I learned it the hard way. I remember taking a, a deal where I was to build an entire customer support team uh, for an online launch that was happening in two weeks. So mm -hmm. I was contacted <laughs> I was contacted two weeks from launch and there was no postponing the launch. They couldn't find anybody to build a proper customer support team. And we're talking about a, a multi-million dollar launch webinar series, video series. Like it was, it was massive. It required about 20 to 30 customer support reps and all of the Jeez. technology behind it, the canned responses, the email systems, all the technology needed to manage that live chats, all of it, supervisors, management, everything. And uh, it was a decent amount of money. I was pretty happy with it until I realized that, you know, I was closing the computer at, at roughly midnight and then, you know, 1230 AM for an entire two weeks taking that time away from the family. 
Uh, mm. And then, you know, having the conversations once we launched successfully that I needed to reduce pay uh, was was a fun time. So I'd say that's probably one of the worst ones. And that's like a lesson for any business owner out there that's like a service based business. It's don't take it on. Uh, if, it, if it sounds too good, it, it probably is. And uh, it's not true, turns out. And it, it's just being really aware, being hyper aware of what you're actually agreeing to, because I'm a man of integrity and I make sure that I deliver on the expectations. Uh, it's sales guy. What do you know? Uh, and I make sure I deliver on the expectations. So for me, I had to do it. I had to do the work. I agreed to it. And it was one of the most stressful times of my life. We parted ways about a week after. Uh, happily, I, I gave them a new manager and, and walked from it. But that was probably one of the most frustrating. There have been many more. But I think the big lesson with any mistake, any big issue that you ever experience. Uh, do you know Jamie Wheel? Do you know Jamie at all? Jamie, no, I don't think so. He's a flow genome project back in the day. So he was working with Stephen Cutler. Uh, on the flow oh, yeah. genome. Oh, yeah. And, I worked for Flow Research Collector for a little while, actually. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. So back in the day, I <laughs> used to Jamie. <laughs> I used to do uh, tech and marketing sales. So I would like sell marketing and tech services for launches back in the day when there wasn't such a thing as like click funnels. And uh, we would we would build for them, we would strategize for them. And Jamie was a potential client. And I remember having a conversation with him here in Austin because he was in Austin at the time. And I closed the deal and I remember driving home and being like, something just feels off. Something just, I don't think it's going to work. Like, I don't think this, this project's going to work for some reason. There's a gut feeling he's not going to be happy and I don't want him to be happy. Uh, so I, I called uh, him up. He didn't answer and I left a voicemail. And I remember the voicemail being like, hey man, listen, I really appreciate our friendship, the connection. I don't want there to be any negativity. And for some reason it feels off and I'm not sure why. So I don't think I want to go through with the project. I, I can send you some referrals. We could get that moving. He called me. I answered. And he immediately said, let's lean into the friction. And that has fueled like every business uh, move and conversation I have ever had for the, the ongoing 15 years or so uh, that, that I had that, which is, you know, worst experience ever. That, that owner, I'm still great friends with him. Why? Because I leaned into the friction. You lean into the painful stuff and you have a conversation around it. You remove it. You figure out what's going on and, and it's done. And it's a lot easier and you build really good relationships. So leaning into the friction. There you go. There's there's one of them. That's awesome. Now, I don't remember if it was Jamie or not, but we have opened. We've opened a couple of awesome cans. Um, you know, well, and then I think we I want to close the gap on this. So it, it, when I was at Flow Research Collective or when I was interviewing with them, um, I don't know who the ex-business partner was. I don't remember the person's name, but it was one of Stephen Cutler's ex-business partners. And as I'm doing all, and I do a ton of research when I take things on. Um, and so I end up uh, diving into a Facebook ads library. And then I end up on the comments. And a former business partner was livid about their ads. And oh, <laughs> like all the possible dirty laundry that could have been shared was shared Excellent. in this one post. Excellent. And I, I, you know, it gave me a great opportunity to ask them about the situation and see how they reacted. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that was, I was one of my tests to find out, am I going to be working with people who are balanced in their approach? You know, am I going to be working with people who are vindictive or who are victims or who are mm -hmm. angry in life, whatever. And um, anyway, it, 
the conversation ended up going really well with them. Um, and I don't know what, all I know is I've had business partnerships like that too, where yeah. things have gone awry and everybody feels awful and there's an implosion that occurs. Doesn't make the person a bad person. It's just the reality of life. We have difficult yeah. relationships sometimes. So too funny that those are, I would say fairly rival entities, um, mm -hmm. you know, in some respect, but um, you know, it's, it just goes to show to me that like, again, it's the person's not bad. The environment can be difficult, mm -hmm. but in new environments, virtues, uh, you know, sometimes rise out of us. Um, and so thank you for, for using that example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. It still lives with me. It's there. It's there always every day. <laughs> it's there. Awesome. Um, let's dive into the best experience in business. What does that look like? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done some pretty wonderful stuff, uh, for sure. And I think I've been really well known with the supplement industry. So the mm -hmm. natural health and wellness space specifically, uh, you know, natural pain remedies. Uh, my wife is a very massive advocate for, uh, things like, um, chiropractic as a way of life and, and making sure right. that you're using that as a proactive approach in your health. Um, and right. just, yeah. And just all of these things. We're really big nerds in the health and wellness space, which is good. But that allows me to really, I don't know, man, there's there's such a difference when you sell a T-shirt versus like help somebody sell more products that save an elderly person uh, in, in pain and give them life back. Right. So I would say that's, you know, for me, money's great. I, I've made plenty. It's wonderful. Great. Wonderful. But Hey, it's, it's money. Uh, it's, it's not, you know, very impactful or fulfilling, uh, at the end of the day, you know, that first check you get, everybody knows you're like, this yeah. is it. This is the life I wanted. And then you, two years later, are sitting at your desk going, this has got to be something else. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's gotta be something else. Um, so I would really say there have been so many positive experiences. Um, you know, I, I'm, probably really like one of the most connected clients I've ever had in, in my life is Jesse Canone um, from the Healthy Back Institute. And uh, I just like having those connections with people that pay me, but also like are just like superstar, all-star marketers and business owners making multiple millions of dollars every year and reaching hundreds of thousands, millions of customers and, and converting those deals but then being able to text him like this week and be like, hey, man, it's been a while. I want to go get a drink with you and some dinner and be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. It's just really cool, man. So I would say best experiences overall are the relationships I've been able to make outside of business with these business people. And I think there's there's a certain amount of connection and relationship building that needs to happen in sales uh, in order to continue selling to them. But I'd go even further. I'd say, you know, sure, you're selling to them. Great, wonderful job. But like, what's in it for them outside of the business? Is there more there? Do you want there to be more? And that's why I pick and choose a lot. Because if I can't sit down with these, these dudes and, and these gals and have a drink at the bar, have a beer with them on a Saturday night, I don't want to work with them. You know, I, I really want to enjoy who I'm working with and for. Um, so yeah, I'd say overall, best experience is being able to build those friendships and call people family in that way after they've paid me. It's wonderful. Right. Absolutely. Um, so you're, you're talking about the ongoing maintenance of the relationship beyond mm -hmm. the business transaction and, and sure could, could more business transactions come out of it? Absolutely. Um, and 
sometimes that may even be the intent because the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. Sure. On the flip side, um, that's not the the underlying reason for the engagement. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you have opportunities to get together at masterminds. You have opportunities to get together at events, etc. Um, you know, you can include each other on things that that gen- then just naturally occur in life. And you're right; it is fun to to have to be. You know, it, plus there's a depth of relationship that you cannot achieve without that mutual sacrifice. Sure, makes sense. Mutual like sacrifice that. comes to play when you go to elementary school together and you face that bully together. Um, Mm -hmm. right. Or you're in high school together and, you know, you get dumped and then she ends up dating your best friend or whatever. Who knows what happens there? Is this this a personal story? Is this a personal story? I was the guy who probably dated her, um, to be fair. Um, so you, you learn things about relationships, but it gives, it carves depth for you. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you, when you move into later aspects of life, it gets hard to have that depth Mm -hmm. if you don't. Again, because you've, you've got to be willing to take risks with people. Yeah. And that's what you're alluding. So anybody who's struggling with like isolation or relationships out there and not having depth, you got to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to take some chances with people and, and make a difference for them and with them. And you sparked that, Ryan. Um, yeah. Just, I wouldn't have found that without you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I agree. I, I think it's good insight on that side. I I, I really do. I um. I don't know, man. There, there's something about, and I had to learn it, right? I definitely had to learn the ability to be super open. Uh, and I think there's a point that you're like, well, that was too open, too open. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't need to do that. But uh, there is this, there is this thing that that I see so many times, and that is that people will work with me because of the type of conversation I have with them, and I'm willing to have, Absolutely. and the openness. It's not. It's not this scripted, uh, you know, software as a service pitch deck uh, going on. Let me show you our technology. Uh, it, it's not that. It's it's more about like, hey, if we're going to be working together even a year, like like wh- what do you want? Like what do you need? Like what 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 do you do? What do you like outside of work? Do you have family? Do you, do you take vacations? Where do you go? I want to know you as a person, and that way we we can really connect on multiple levels, not just financially in business, but I feel super connected to you as a human being, which then for salespeople and businesses leads to more relationship depth. And they're more than likely not going to stop using your service uh, because they're going to look at anybody else and go, yeah, but I really feel a good, strong bond with that one. Like, I, I'm going to go with that one again. Yes, man. Um, there is something strangely precise you are precisely genuine. It is like the coolest thing, um, you know, and, and it's it's something it's a very rare reality that, sure. like you said, it's not based on the the presentation skills or any of that. But you've been, you've spent your lifetime, I, I can tell, working on how you show up, what types of questions you entertain, what types of reactions. Like it's it's just awesome. Do, do you teach that as part of your sales processes? Yeah, I'd say so. Um you know, of course, I think optimally, and if anybody's taking notes, uh, you, it still requires agendas. It still requires talking points. It requires objection handling, uh, all the typical sales stuff. But a good example, there was uh, there was one company that uh, I went into and I tried to close into one of those marketing and tech deals. I will not name said company. There was an NDA, 
But, you know, they did uh, a lot of speaking events. I'll say that. Uh, and I wanted the deal. It was like a $750,000 deal that I wanted to close. And, you know, I knew that they were talking to like five other guys. They hopped on the call and they said, you're number five. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, are you ranking me? Are you rating me? Do I look terrible? Uh, so they were like, you're you're one of five people that we're talking to. So like, we just want to be transparent with you. And I instantly went, man, am I first? Am I going to be forgotten? Am I in the middle? Or am I last where I have like a competitive edge? So I had the conversation. It was good. And I knew I had to be different. So I sent their entire team uh, pizza lunch uh, on me. I think I sent like 25 pizzas. And on the box of pizza, I literally just had them write, like, really looking forward to working with you guys, Ryan Withrow. And I bought the whole team lunch. And it was the only person, what do you know, that did that uh, as part of the process. So it's just those small things, Matt. That's what makes the difference. It's just those small things that make you different and connect you in a different way than you're a sales guy. Man, that's it. Precisely genuine, perfect. And that actually... Um, kind of covers the next question, but I'm still going to, uh, you can dive into this if you want to, or we can say, Hey, that was it. And let's go right into aspects of, of eco. I've got plenty of sales questions for you, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, we won't cover them all. We have no, no chance or ability to in nine <laughs> minutes. Um, but if there was one final lesson, um, and this was the last chance we had to, to learn something from you as visionaries, what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience? Man, uh, wow, wow. Uh, this, is, this is like the deathbed uh, question nope. here. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Specifically in business? Is that where we're going? Nope. Oh, Your vision, my friend. General. Oh, man. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that there's a lot I've learned in, in obviously, I've been influencing business stuff, and that's uh, been my world. So is guitar. But uh, my dad, who who passed away, I, I think at this point, four years ago, uh, I think, you know, one of his thank you and one of his things that he never said, but really kind of encapsulated uh, my dad was to like laugh endlessly and love endlessly as well. Uh, and for me, I, I think that goes in every aspect for me. Um, you know, it's it's work but it should be enjoyable. You should be able to laugh. You should be able to uh, celebrate wins together and have a great time. Sure, you're going to have to lean into friction, but from that, more results, more positivity, uh, more growth. And then just for me, man, I love every one of my clients. I dearly, dearly do. And uh, they're friends to me, they're family. Once they cross over uh, that payment gateway to me, <laughs> they're family. They really are. Uh, same with all of our friendships, our relationships, um, you know, me being here with you, I know that I'm going to be in touch with you and connected with you, uh, for the long haul. And I think that, yeah, I made the cut. <laughs> yeah. I just think that that that's really something that man operations brains get so dialed into like the numbers, the facts, uh, are we growing? Are we losing? Are we in the red? Where, where are we? And it just kind of becomes this like minutia of, you know, everything that makes my happiness happiness is based on this thing. And a lot of times I see owners who just obsess way too much, man. And it sucks to be losing money. I get it. But, you know, you're not going to fix it in that state of suck. It's not possible. Uh, you have to figure out ways to get around that. And just like you mentioned, you have to have the right support system around you. And those that you love and that you really, truly care about and you really trust 
in your connections to be able to just go and be like, man, I'm really struggling here. I'm just going to be really vulnerable and open. We've lost cash for the past six months. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, can I have a chat with you for an hour? And just those small things will boom, start to take you to the next level. It could be anything. And that goes for, you know, just genuine life, general life as well, not just business. But yeah, I'd say just live a life full of love uh, with everybody, man. Uh, that's really at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be like, I really wish I would have made an extra 10 million. Uh, it just, mm -hmm. it, believe me, it doesn't happen. But you're going to be like, man, you know, that one friend that I really love to hang out with that I just ditched because of the business should have hung out with them more. I should have done that. So you never hear somebody go, I didn't make enough money uh, right before they go. It just doesn't happen. So remember that. Very, very rarely. Um, and, and I'll, and I, I love that. That's, I think I would have probably a, a dual thought press on that myself, but it also depends on life experience you've had. Um, mm -hmm. right. So one, I want to call that friend on Facebook, FaceTime probably, um, you yeah. know, and, and have a, have a closure opportunity. Um, my mom was, uh, was married and had five girls. And when she was 28, her husband died in a plane crash. Mm. Um, and so she lost, you know, it, it, he was from, you know, from what everybody says, he was a perfect man, you know, like they, they had a great relationship. It was awesome. Great. They had a farm that saved up. Um, I'm so grateful that he had a savings, right. Mm -hmm. that, that he had made what he needed to for sure. my mom to be able to, um, rebound. Um, my dad left her in the opposite position as far as, uh, sure. cash goes. Um, and you know, we, we had an interesting, um, childhood because of that. Um, but the, it, it is actually something that does cross my mind. Um, you know, as a father, right. I want to make sure that I, that if, if, if my time comes that I've done everything that I can mm -hmm. to try to leave my kids in the best position possible. Yeah. Um, but you're right. That's not the only thing that's not the, the top of it's on the top of mind actually, but it's, it's just one small layer yeah, of all the things um, you know, that we're gonna be feeling, and the relationships are by far going to outweigh that. So, yeah. why not? Why not consider that now, right? I and realize it, that's the opportunity today is how I yeah. taking care of my and, relationships. And I want to say, like, I I get it. Believe me, there's there's money in the bank for if I get hit by a car, uh, and and my wife is here, right? There's there's absolutely that. I think there's two sides too, right? So there's the side of you want to make the sure you're taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure that they are taken care of. Um, but also I come from a, a background of zero money. None, man. I mean, uh, childhood sucked and mm. you know, my, my dad passed away, zero life insurance, zero, uh, money to contribute. Right. Uh, my mother is still living, but won't talk to me, uh, for the past, you know, uh, you know, 20 years or something. So there's this point at which would I be, and it's the ultimate question, we don't know, would I be where I'm at if it were the opposite? We don't know. We, we have no idea, right? Because that potentially influenced my drive and my ability to be like, I need to make something happen. Like, how, what do I do? Um, so I always think it's like this, yeah. this weighing, right? Which is like, man, right. and that's, that's the golden question. If anybody could create a product that answers that question, there you go. There you go. You've got it. All right. You're done. Well, you're using it. And uh, for those those who didn't hear earlier, Ryan said he has that and he said it's prayer. Um, so I'll double down on that. Um, <laughs> I have not. Uh, I thought it was cool. You said since you were 14, 15, you've you've never missed a day of prayer. 
Um, you know, I, I can't claim the same. I've definitely missed some, um, sure. you know, not while I was on my mission. Um, and that was easy, but I've, I've had times in life where that, that goes and comes. Um, mm -hmm. and it, I, we don't have time to dive into what unlocked you, um, you know, yeah. to that, that degree of, of conviction with what it is that you have, but anybody who's listening in, if you want to connect with Ryan about cells or guitar, um, you know, I'm sure, uh, prayer and, and, you know, convince him to go to dinner with you um, as well <laughs> and, and get that VIP list, uh, get yeah. on that VIP list. And uh, Ryan can, I'm assuming people can reach out to you on LinkedIn. Sure. Yeah. LinkedIn's fine. Uh, I also have, uh, you know, the, the direct inbox that's monitored by my team as well as me. So you should feel free, Ryan at ryanwithrow.com. Go for it. It's all yours. All these links will be in the show notes, by the way, when we release the landing page. So anybody can connect with Ryan there. And also, um, feel free to drop a comment. Um, you know, if that's easy for you and you're a busy person, don't hesitate to drop the comment. We'll make sure those get forwarded to Ryan or we'll tag him in if we have a social media channel on, on that channel. But we really do. I mean, we're here to serve you guys um, as visionaries. And whether that's personal, business, spiritual, mental, financial, um, and you feel the, the desire to reach out, then follow that prompting. Um, you know, go after it. So Ryan, thanks for being on Vision Pros, man. And, uh, you know, is, is there anything else I can do for you before we go? Anything else you want to, you know, you want to share? Are we good? Let's, you know, uh, let's do one more thing. Let's do one thing. What do you think is the biggest sales question that we can answer today? Uh, and we'll leave them with that gold. Let's, let's do it. What do you think it is? The biggest sales? Well, I would, I would say, it's important to pave the way forward. Um, right. So what is your, your hiring criteria, um, for mm. a sales rep? How do you recognize somebody who's going to represent your brand? Well, that is capable of closing without sharking people to death. That's <laughs> capable of caring about people without giving everything away forever. Um, you know, what do you look for? Great question. Uh, so I'm a fan of Colby index. Do you do Colby? Do you? Do you uh, know I have done Colby. Colby. Um, was this the the alphabet we were talking about earlier? No, no, no. That's that's, uh, that's Myers the Briggs. The Myers Briggs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm ENFJ, which just means like I'm, I'm available for small talk all the time. Uh, and <laughs> but the the Colby index uh, is is a test that you could do. I think it's fifty bucks, uh, and it it ranks people on. Let let me bring up my knowledge here. It's been a while since I took it. Uh, me too. It ranks like people on eight years. Fact finder, right? So fact finder, how, how much do you need or how much do you look into the actual facts and details? How much do you prepare? Yeah. Uh, follow through, which a lot of people think that follow through is like, do you follow your promises? Not the case. It's actually how much do you follow a system or create new systems? So that's mm -hmm. really where, where that falls. And then there's the quick start, which is like every entrepreneur is like a 10 right? They just want to take risk instantly all the time. Uh, and then there's implementer. How often do you want to get your hands dirty and actually do the work? So for me, in the Colby index, at least, I want people with a very high fact finder and follow through. I want them to be a medium risk taker. I don't want them to be like so low that they are like terrified to hop on a call randomly and, and try to close somebody. An implementer, I don't care. I, I want them low there. Why? Because salespeople suck at anything other than being on a call and closing a deal. Like, don't expect your salespeople to update spreadsheets for three hours a day properly or your, your CRM that is not automated or, or anything. Like, give them literally their only job is to hop on that phone 
and close somebody. The end. They market is closed. You do the rest. Have somebody else do the rest, please, because it won't get done. And your CRM is going to look like garbage in a data dump uh, at the end of the day. So I would say that I really rely on that as my first line of defense uh, is the Colby index test. I'll, I'll invest in that for them uh, so that I know I'm hopping on and talking to somebody. Uh, and then I want to make sure that obviously the typical stuff, they, they have to make sure that they have the results that I'm looking for. So yes, here's a key. Actually call the, re the references, actually call them. <laughs> right. And no, a lot of people don't, you'd be amazed. Uh, I didn't, I don't even know. I think 90% of people's phones can't call. I'm just, yeah. I'm just assuming <laughs> because nobody calls anymore. I know, man. Uh, so that's, that's one, uh, you have to call and you have to ask for actual results. Like how well did they do? How much did they do in revenue? Like, give me an estimate. Did they do well? Were they in the top three? Like, where were they falling? Uh, and here's one of the best lessons I ever had, man. I remember being on a call, trying to get a job as a lead sales guy in, in a remote company when remote was weird. And, uh, you know, it's my wife was like, you sure this, this could be a scam. Uh, but now look at us. And I remember being on a call with the owner at, as my final interview. And he made me sell him in this fake role play session. Uh, it was the weirdest thing that I still will never forget. He wanted me to sell him a camel. Uh, and <laughs> nice. he was just like, all right, let's go sell me a camel. I just answered the call. Like, well, let's go. And it was this fun, like role play session. But all he was doing was seeing like, do I think on my toes? Like, do, do I actually like Am I able to do a conversation just thrown at me? Uh, am I able to do it with like grace? And also, does it feel like I have a genuine connection with people as well? Um, and also, don't hesitate to do trial periods uh, with, with people that you hire. A lot of my hires start as contracted, and I bring them in with that, knowing that it's a 90-day contract period where they're paid as a contractor. And with that, I'm invested just as much as they are. I'm listening to their calls. I'm training them every other day on their call changes. As long as they're implementing those changes, I feel good about that relationship because it's somebody willing to make changes and grow. And at the end of those 90 days, just don't hang on to dead weight. I think that's the other thing. It's get rid of it. It's going to hurt long term. If it hurts in 90 days, it will hurt in nine years, believe me. Mm. And just keep moving. And knowing that, I truly believe that salespeople are taught that they're, they're not born with it. They're born with right. certain things, you know, the ability to have conversation and be out there talking to people. But outside of that, everything else is trainable, man. Uh, and it's just on you as an owner or your team to do the training. So there you go. So the criteria is I do some it. kind of personality assessment that shows you that they love details and they actually follow systems because that's what salespeople do. They don't create systems, they follow systems. That means you have to create systems if you don't have them, make sure you do it. Uh, and then my interview process is about like three interviews, by the way, it gets longer and longer as you go. Yeah. And then I'll do a 90 day trial period with them, training the entire time to see how they learn, how they grow. And at the end of the 90 days, they're either cut or they're offered employment from there. I rarely put yes on the spot at the end with that. Do you have anything else? And I'm glad I did because you just poured an entire truckload of awesome on, well, you on know, I want to give them something. All right. This is, we just been gabbing over here. Let's give them some good value. <laughs> oh, well, well done, Ryan. Um, all of you appreciated the gab. We appreciate you too. Those who didn't, 
We still appreciate you. We're glad you're yeah. here and we're glad you got a lot out of the end um, of this. We'll turn that into a short for sure. Um, but Vision Pros, you guys have an excellent day and we will see you on the next show. Take care, everybody. Thank you Later, for being y'all. here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention.